Come on. Welcome to Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Angela Taylor. Angela, are you ready to do this? Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's let's go. Angela is the creator of the Productive Flow Mastery Methodology. She's on a mission to help ambitious, purpose-driven entrepreneurs and sales professionals overcome stress, chaos, so they can create the life and the businesses that they want. Again, excited to have you on, Angela. Tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure, yeah. So I'm excited to be here. Thanks, George, for having me here. Um, I am personal life. Let's see. Well, like I was just telling you, I'm a Florida native, grew up a uh, third generation Florida native, not something you often hear. Uh, moved to North Georgia a couple of years ago. Absolutely love it. We just this year got into RVing. And nice. so we bought like this amazing 43 foot fifth wheel that we've been going out in for like four day weekends every weekend. <laughs> so we we spend more time there than we are in our house, but we love it so much, so it's been exciting. Uh, we have five kids, four are grown, and I've got a an, an eight-year-old. Well, he'll be eight, eight years old tomorrow, actually. So I have an eight-year-old left, and we have homeschooled all five of those kids. And we have two dogs, and uh, married my husband, Joe. And uh, yeah, so why do I do what I do? Um, you know, it... It started out, I think, because I had a mom who was just very uh, type A, very organized, very meticulous. Her dinner recipes were on a three-month rotating schedule. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) You always knew what you were having down to the type of bread. It was on the refrigerator for the entire week. And so everything was clean. Her wardrobe was by outfit and hanging up so that she'd take one down and put it in the back. And I just was so opposite of that. And I was always a disaster. I was always (laughs) such a mess. And... (laughs) I just, my room, you couldn't see the floor, you know? And then as I got older, you know, my car, you couldn't see the floor. And it just, it just compiled as I got older. It just got worse and worse and worse. And I came to realize at one point that um, I was, I was working in the real estate industry. I started out in the real estate industry when I was 19, bought my first house. Um, By the time I was 22, I owned four. I was managing uh, three rental properties on my own and then living in one. And we would buy one, renovate it, and then rent it out after we were done and move to the next one. So I was doing this very young. And I realized that I was very strong and capable and able to do almost anything I put my mind to, I can make happen. And that was, I thought, amazing. And I had no problem with taking risks. I was no way risk averse. But when it came to being able to follow through or getting as much done as I would like to, I found that I had a big problem because I was so disorganized. And I I would spend half an hour or more sometimes just looking for shoes or keys in the morning. It was crazy. And I realized that I was going to try and I, I wanted to be more like my mom, but I didn't want to be to that extent because I thought she was like way overboard. She was like OCD. <laughs> I don't right. want to be there, you know? <laughs> and um, when I tried to become a better, kind of my version of her, it, it just would fall apart and I couldn't maintain it. And 
that's when um, kind of in my business, I started segueing from working as a realtor to um, running a, a company that did marketing and things for realtors all over the country. And that was when I realized that all the other realtors that I was talking to, all my clients, had the exact same problem I did. They were really driven, very motivated. They could accomplish almost anything they put their mind to. But their motivation would kind of ebb and flow based on how they were feeling. And I realized that that was my problem too, that it was, you know, the productivity wasn't something that was based on our ability to get things done because when we wanted to and we were lit up and fired up, we could get anything done. And it was like amazing how productive we were, right? But when it came down to I'm not having a good day or I'm tired or I don't like the way my hair looks today or I feel fat today or whatever it was, sure. you know, whatever negative, you know, thought was going on in our mind that it would shut us down. And then I realized that there was a lot more to it and it was related to the chaos and the clutter and that when you really dug deep into it, and this is, this is years of psychology and <laughs> therapy and training and, and all this stuff talking, but eventually I came to the point of realizing that everything that we had experienced as children, and I mean the trauma experiences, and by that, I don't mean it has to be child abuse, although it could be. Um, sometimes it's just having a, a parent or a sibling or a teacher or a friend or somebody that they just don't know the right thing to say to you. And you hear the wrong thing and then you inter interpret it even more wrong. And and then it affects you and stays with you your whole life. And it's those little everyday little traumas that build up and create those, those negative thought patterns inside of us. And we're trying to overcome those thought patterns by filling up our lives with stuff. And we can't get it together because we don't believe in ourselves enough because productivity truly is rooted in emotion. So... As I wanted to help myself, I realized I wanted to help others. Realtors quickly became entrepreneurs in general. And I realized that a lot of the reasons that we really truly wanted to become an entrepreneur, break out and do our own thing, was really rooted in the fact that we didn't want somebody else telling us what we were or were not capable of doing or how or when or any of that. We didn't want to be under anyone's thumb. And so as we decided to take that that leap into believing in ourselves, it was also the not believing in ourselves that holds us back. It's, it's quite the conflict. <laughs> no doubt. Nice. Well, I appreciate you sharing all that. So hmm. let me make sure that I understand that productivity is rooted in emotion. Absolutely. hundred percent. Yeah. And it's the thing that we don't usually look, look, look to. So knowing that, and, and I think it's 100% true, I, I know that uh, mm -hmm. you've in a lot of ways described me and probably a lot of people who are listening versus your, versus your mom because I am not 
that person, I respect the heck out of it. But like you, I would just like it a little bit more of that, but certainly not all of it because I think I'd probably lose my mind and no. everybody would probably kill me. <laughs> all right. So productivity is rooted in, rooted in emotion and a lot of mm-hmm. the wiring, for lack of a better term, are patterns that we're running today were sort of imprinted on us when when we were little, not maliciously, but they just sort of were. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I I had a client who, she was just this beautiful woman and you would never think she would have a problem being on video ever. Um, And she was very strong, very confident. And she knew that in order to really build and grow her business and connect with her audience, she needed to be on video. And she knew this. And for months, we were working together and she was just fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And she would say she would do it and then something would stop her every time. And then come to find out that when she was growing up, and this is as we dug deeper, dug deeper, dug deeper, um, she just had a brother, little brother, you know, told her she was fat, and ugly. Nobody wanted to listen to anything she had to say. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a brother being a brother, right? <laughs> but it, uh, it definitely stopped her in her tracks. And it, it, once we identified, Hey, this is what happened. She was like, Oh my God, I can't believe that's holding me back. <laughs> And then it was easier for her because she knew that nothing bad was going to happen. This was just some old wiring, like you're saying, just wiring that just told her that if if she went to show up and use her voice to speak to other people, that was going to be their response because that was something that her brother told her when they were kids. That's the kind of stuff that sticks with us. <laughs> yeah, it, it's crazy. Just just the littlest thing, right? It's the whole princess and the pea deal. Um, mm-hmm. So so okay. Oh yeah. I so about that. that's great. <laughs> there's, there's there's so much wisdom in 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 those old golden book stories. I I, I tell you. All right. So Absolutely. figuring out what what patterns that 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 we're running. How do I recognize if I like like? How do I figure it out? This episode brought to you by Hydronic Hydration, electrolyte powder drink packets. Started in the midst of the pandemic, the founder of Hydronic Hydration, a frontline healthcare worker, started developing constant headaches. Landmark research study published early during the pandemic showed that up to 81% of frontline healthcare workers developed new headaches, mainly because their PPE, personal protective equipment, like face masks and face shields, which prevented them from eating and drinking properly while on the job. He would leave work tired, dehydrated, and burned out. The founder looked for a healthy drink with all the necessary vitamins and minerals, but no sugar. Something that was keto-friendly and healthy, but most powder drinks in the market have a ton of sugar and caffeine. That's why he created Hydronique Hydration. Sugar-free, keto-friendly, plant-based, antioxidant-rich electrolyte powder packets for daily use containing all the essential vitamins and minerals, with a refreshing taste. Their product contains elderberry, which has immune-boosting properties for support during cold and flu season. Hydronique Hydration Electrolyte Powder Packets can also fit into your bag or suitcase when traveling. Remember traveling? So if you are having trouble with eating and drinking healthy during your busy day in 2022, but want a sugar-free, keto-friendly vitamin drink, give Hydronique Hydration a try. 
There are 30 electrolyte powder packs in each pouch, perfect for a one-month supply. You can visit the website, www.hydroniquehydration.com. It's the word hydration and unique mashed together. That's www.hydroniquehydration.com or just search for Hydronique Hydration on Amazon.com where they're offering a $10 discount coupon at checkout for the next week. You can also find the links in the notes of the show. Yeah, so, you know, I think it's, you know, we all know that, you know, we had difficult relationships with somebody in our, in our background, in our childhood. And it it can extend back, you know, beyond that, because sometimes, you know, you, if you've had a lot of that and, and I did as a kid, my parents were young and I was the oldest. So I was the Guinea pig, you know, and, and my parents were very, both of them, very, very different people for me. And they did not know what to do with me a lot of times. And I was like the, the wild child. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's really starting to identify, hey, who did I have kind of difficult or conflicting relationships with growing up? And how could some of the things that happened with them or some of the things that they said create some of the beliefs that I have? And so sometimes it's, it's just identifying, Hey, what is stopping me? Where do I get stopped? So for instance, if you realize like, like that one client did, Hey, I, I struggle putting myself on video or, you know, every time I have to go speak publicly or, or speak something that I believe in, but I'm worried maybe other people don't, you know, that, that it's really just speaking our truth, right? That if you feel like every time you get ready to go do that, that there's this like, uh, you know, something inside going, no, I can't do it. I can't do it. You know, and then you don't, or you delay it, procrastinate over and over and over again, then you get it, write that down, make a note of that and say, okay, this is something I have a block with. Why do I have a block with this? You know, sometimes you recognize a block because instead of doing that thing, and this is a form of procrastination, you go out and want to buy something. You'll have the urge to buy something or do something else. Or or you start getting that um, a form of imposter syndrome where you feel like you need to learn more or you need a new tool or a new system or something. There's a block there, okay? Because when, when, uh, when we don't have a block with something, and this is how you compare, so you recognize the difference, when you don't have a block with something, you are on fire and you are just like a steam train, like plowing through whatever obstacle you run into. Nothing is going to stop you. So when you see that there's a little something that just stops you in your tracks, you got to write it down, make a note of it and say, okay, there's something on here. And then look back through those past relationships and think, where's the connect? Where's the connection here? Where is there a connection between why I'm stopping here and something that may have happened or something I may have experienced or heard when I was a kid? That makes sense. So anytime that Match I'm finding those two things up, yeah. anytime that you're finding resistance, no matter how big or small, look at just mm-hmm. pause and say, okay, 
well, this seems like a sticking point for me, and so I need to go kind of dig in a little bit and go back through my, my past relationships and history and to figure out how this sort of limiting beliefs got, got or thoughts or whatever it might be got put into my head. 100%. Yeah. Nice. Is it possible to be totally, for lack of a better term, unblocked? Um, I think eventually. And I'll tell you that, I mean, I've been working on this stuff for gosh, oh, 30 years. <laughs> and uh, I, I still run into blocks. And, and one thing that's interesting is that blocks work in layers. And so and you might feel like, oh, okay, I worked through that one. I'm good. And then you elevate your business. Elevating your business is like the fastest way to uncover blocks. <laughs> it really is. And so your business takes like this, this big growth pattern, right? And you're, you're really getting stronger. You're doing better. Like things are really happening. And then all of a sudden that same block that you worked on before shows up again. You're like, why are you here? Like I already dealt with you. Where'd you again? (laughs) Yeah. You know? And so that's when we realize that we're having to uncover a deeper layer of that same block. And, and so we just keep working on it. But the, the great part about that is that as you continue to elevate and grow and mature in this, that working through those blocks becomes much easier. So you know what to do because you've done it before, right? Yeah, I think that that totally makes sense. So just embracing and accepting that that this is just, it's it's a practice that just being aware and recognizing when these things pop up and to your point, it gets easier. Yeah, but you know, it's it's. Um, I always say that there's there's four elements of productivity, and that's emotion, energy, time, and focus. So we're really trying to get productive and and do the things that we know we should be doing, but we're not. Then it's it's really important that you you first understand where it is that you want to go. So I always I, I talk about that as setting your GPS. You know, you get in your car, you you know, you turn on Waze or Google Maps or Apple Maps, whatever, you, you set your GPS so you know where you're going. You know every turn, right? A lot of the trouble that we run into as entrepreneurs is that we don't know exactly where we want to go. We just say, oh, well, we want more business or we want more clients, but we don't know actually how we're going to go after it and do it. And so a lot of times that's a big stopping point because we we are sometimes afraid to dream and that can come from those same experiences if somebody told you you couldn't do this or you couldn't do that. And so sometimes the things that we dream up and create and are absolutely a- capable of creating in our world, we let those old thoughts stop us because in our mind, if we actually do it, we're proving this other person wrong. And sometimes that's an inner conflict because these are people we love usually, mm-hmm. right? So, and that's interesting, but when you really set your GPS and you understand where it is that you want to go in your life, it's easier for you to get there. And then you can then take that plan. So your, your directions, right. For where you're going to go and, and create that into a, a time blocked, um, schedule for how you're going to utilize your time, how you're going to 
spend your day. And, and I really talk about curating your time and your ideal day. I mean, one of the things that I was telling uh, you guys earlier uh, was about how we just got into the RVing thing, right? And we're taking these big four-day weekends and, and we're doing this almost every weekend. Well, that's because I don't, I don't work that much. And I have a pretty amazing business, right? And I don't have to work that much because I curated my ideal day, knew where I wanted to go and how much time I wanted to spend in that business, right? And all the other things that I wanted to do. And then you're easily, once you have your focus and your time together, then it's about making sure that your body has the energy to do what you want to do. So it's, you know, taking care of your body and moving your body and feeding it well. And then anything that's left that's standing in the way is an emotional block. Anything that's left. If you're taking care of your body, you've curated your ideal day and you're living that time that way. And you know exactly where you're going and how to get there. Then the only thing that's left is an emotional block. And that's why it's, it's, it's easier to identify when we break it down that way. And That's it's easier to understand what we need to do to fix it. I love it. What a powerful framework that is. Thank you. Nice. That's easy to understand. Good. I love it. <laughs> Boom. Nice. I love it. Well, Angela, the people are ready for your difference-making tip, even though that was an awesome one right there. What do you have for them? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. I'd say anytime that you're feeling like you don't want to do something and it's, uh, you're, you're pushing yourself through, you know, like you have a deadline or something and you're just pushing yourself through and you're like, oh, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. And, and you're really just dragging and nothing you're making is anything you'd want to present to the world. <laughs> it's time to stop. And a lot of times that's the hardest thing for us to do is walk away and do something different, do something that we enjoy, something that makes us feel good in that moment. But that's the thing that we need to do to jumpstart our creativity or our, our focus, because you can't get anywhere if you're, um, what's the old adage? You can't get, you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. <laughs> That's, that's basically what's happening in that moment, right? And so it's really, really important in that space to stop what you're doing and say, okay, what would make me feel really amazing right now? Go do that. I used to have this um, thing I called a, a happy list. And I wanted to find the things that made me feel really good instantly. And so I wrote all these things down on this list. And then I started making sure that I had these things around me. I mean, some of it was just like down stuffed pillows or a candle that smelled a certain way that made me feel good, you know? And so when I had those moments where I was just felt like I was just spiraling and nothing was, was happening and I wasn't getting anywhere that I could go look at that happy list and then choose something and then go do that. And then that would put me back on the right track. I would feel so much better and then I could go back to that project or that work that I was doing and accomplish way more in 15, 20 minutes than I had in hours of spinning my wheels, sitting at the computer, forcing myself to be there. So when you have those moments, stop, fix it, <laughs> and fix your attitude and your mentality, and then get back to it. 
that's the most important thing. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets it. Come on. Angela, thank thank you so much for coming on. Where where can people learn more oh, about you, you and how, how 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 can people engage with you? Yeah, sure. So um go to AngelaKristenTaylor.com. Um that's the new website that is uh, right now it's it still shows a coming soon, but it will be up uh next week. So um that'll be up next week, so I'm sure by the time this is up, this airs then um, it'll be up and live so you can go take a look at that and you can also go to ProductiveFlowGroup.com that is my Facebook group um, Productive Flow for entrepreneurs and sales professionals Excellent Well if you enjoyed this as much as I did show Angela your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas go to AngelaKristenTaylor.com that's A-N-G-E-L-A K-R-I-S-T-E-N T-A-Y-L-O-R dot com and the productive flow, give us that one again. Group. Productiveflowgroup.com. Productiveflowgroup.com. I like it. Thanks again, Angela. Thank you. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight as we are all in this together. <laughs>